bless us uh, even in, in all of that. Uh, have your Bibles turn with me to the book of Hebrews, the third chapter. We're going to pick up verse by verse of of what uh, where we left off. We we've been studying the book of Hebrews on Wednesday night, and so I've decided that I'm going to pick up where we left off, but I'm going to preach a message uh, on uh, uh, one or two verses at a time as we progress through the book of Hebrews. So this will not only be a, a preaching message, but it's also going to be a teaching message too as we teach. So let's all stand as we honor God's Word by standing. And, and I'm only going to read one verse. The verse I'm going to read is Hebrews 3 and verse 6. And this is an interesting verse. This is where we left off uh, before. Says Hebrews 6 says, But Christ, as a son over his own house. Now, you remember, his own house is here, right here. Christ, as a son over his own house, whose house are we? If we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Now, um, let's, uh, you may be seated. Uh, we, um, we want to, uh, the title of my message is The Master of the House. That's what this is referring to. The Master of the House. You know, uh, the house is the, is the church. The Lord's church. And, and He is master over His church. He is a master of the church. And, and that's how, that's what, uh, Paul is talking about here in the book of Hebrews. Now, uh, we must all realize that Christ is the head of his own house. Christ is the head of his own house. You know, like Christ, every man should be the head of his own house. But we know for sure that Christ is the head of his own house, therefore making him master of the house. He's the head of the house and he's the master of the house. Well, what the master does is, and let me give you, as we're going to be talking about this some along in a few minutes of, as time goes along, um, what the master does, he's the one that calls out the duty of what each one, each one is to do. And so Christ is our master. He's master of the house and he's the one that sets, he sets people in the house as he sees fit to set them in the house. There's not a one of you here, uh, at least I, I hope if you're a member, when you're a member of Landmark Baptist Church, I hope you believe that God set you here. He set you here. He set you here to worship, and he set you here to to be in the Lord's house. Actually, every time the doors are open. So he's a master of the house, and that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Christ is a son of God. He's an heir of God. He's the Lord and master over those who are in the house which we are. So he's he's not only he's not only master over the house, but he individually he is Lord and master over each each and every one of us. So we have to understand that. That's what he's talking about here when he says, "If we hold fast the confidence, you know, you've got to have confidence in in the decisions that the master makes. I have to have confidence in decision that the Lord makes for my life. I have to have confidence in that 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 is His." And, and, and I have, I can't drop that, I can't stop that confidence. If y'all, some of you remember when, when I was preaching to an empty building, I preached one day on confidence. I preached on, uh, 
that we should, should not lose our confidence. As a matter of fact, I used a, a scripture of texts from the book of Hebrews, but not this one. But he says, he says, if we, he says, we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. You know, and I want to say this, that word rejoicing is interesting. You know, we, we should be in the Lord's house with joy. We should, we should have joy in wanting to come to the Lord's house. We should be happy and, and especially now because, you know, we, we went there for a month. We went for a month. I think we went for a month and one Sunday that, uh, we didn't meet it. We, wasn't anybody here at all. Uh, well, I would say Carmen was here. She was here every Sunday morning. Uh, and, and of course Adam was here who is, uh, does the media here at church. And, but, uh, but, but, uh, you know, we were here and, and as a result of it, you know, we, uh, we have to hold out our confidence and, and I, hopefully that's exactly what I did. I hope and pray that God was satisfied with it until we could meet again. And thank God this past Sunday, we met again, everything went well, and everything went fine, and we're looking forward to everything to go just as well tonight here in the Lord's house. <clears throat> Christ is a son of God, not by being created as such. You know, some people, some people will ask you some odd questions sometimes. They'll ask you questions about, well, did, did God create Jesus? No, Jesus is God. Did, did God didn't create Christ. Christ has always been what he is. He, Jesus has always been Jesus. And he's always been Jesus. And, uh, and, and he, and God has always been God. God the Father has always been God the Father. God the Son has always been God the Son. God the Holy Spirit has always been God the Holy Spirit. There's never been a, and I hate to use the word time when you're talking about eternity, but there's never been, as far as us humans are concerned, there's never been a time, and I know some of you may, out over Facebook, over the live streaming, may may have a problem with this. I hope you don't. But uh, that uh, there's never been a time that God didn't exist. I mean, you, you can you can wrap rack your brains you can spin your head you can you can think yourself completely out of this world when you start trying to think about where did god come from and when did god come on the scene well i'm going to answer those for you god has always been on the scene there's never been a time when god didn't exist i mean we think about what's eternity well, that's, that's a time with no end. A time with absolutely no end. And, and, and God has al- always existed. And He'll exist during, during a time when we're here on this earth as pilgrims. He'll, He'll, He'll exist then. And then He'll exist on even after we're gone from here. And praise God, uh, there are those that are saved will get to live, uh, with Him in, uh, in glory land. And, and certainly that's going to be a wonderful thing. <clears throat> uh, so Christ is the Son of God, not by being created as such, but having and holding 
the office of the Godhead. Now, you know, you take God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Well, the Son, that's an office of the Godhead. He, he, he was one of his offices of Godhead. Just like, you know, when God sets someone up here in an office here at church, let's, let's just say, let's just, I'll use Brother Sam as an example, as a church clerk. You know, um, uh, that's, that's what God wants him to do and what God has set him to do. And he's done a, he's done a wonderful job at it over the years. He's been, he's been my church clerk now about 36, 35, 36 years. And so, uh, so uh, he's always done a good job. Well, Christ was born. Christ was born into this world for one purpose and one purpose only. He was God in the flesh. God in the flesh. He came for one for one purpose and one purpose only, and that was to go and die on Calvary's tree for you and me. If you're saved today, he he went and died. He he died for for you and me there. <clears throat> By holding the office of Lord and Master, then he is equal with God. God has rule over his own house, so Christ, being the same as God, also has sovereign rule over his house, which is the church. You know, we we, we don't, and, and I want to say this before I go any further, don't look to the pastor as a Lord and Master. He's not. The pastor is not the Lord and he's not the master. And when I say, I'm talking about little L-O-R-D and, and little uh, M-A-S-T-E-R. I'm not talking about capitalized. I'm talking about he, he's not the Lord. He, he, matter of fact, the Bible says that one, one of the qualifications of a pastor is that he shouldn't lord over the house. He doesn't lord over the house. And so that's, that's one of the keys to it right there. The pastor is not the Lord and master. Uh, I'm only working for him and with him and through him. For he is only, the pastor is only a lowly bond shepherd in the, in the absence of the Lord. That's all he is. He's a bond shepherd. You know, you're talking about a bond slave. I'm a bond shepherd. That's all I am. I'm, I'm, I'm working in my life and, and this thing has, that's back on now. It went out. But anyway, uh, uh, he, he was, he's the Lord. He's the Lord and Master uh, over all. The pastor's not that. <clears throat> we, um, the pastors, the pastor has the duty to bring to the people the words, the instructions which are found in the Word of God. That's what his duty is. That's what my duty is. My duty is to preach the Bible, preach the Word, be in season, out of season, preach the gospel, be in season, out of season, season. That's what God has set me here to do. God didn't set me here to uh, uh, to sweep the floor, though I've swept the floor many times. God didn't set me here to carry out trash, but though I carry out trash a lot, God set me here for one purpose and one purpose only, and that was to preach His word and teach His people the word of God. And that's 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 an awesome responsibility, uh, as 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 I see it. Uh, <clears throat> And he is called to follow the Lord in everything pertaining to, to righteousness and good works. It was the great apostle Paul who instructed Timothy, and he stated here, he says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, of which uh, some uh, rebuke, 
sovereign grace preachers for for leaning close to doctrine. That's that's being done right today. You know, they're saying that we preach too much doctrine, we don't preach enough gospel. But let me tell you folks, uh the all scripture is given by inspiration of God and it's profitable for doctrine. It's also prof- profitable for reproof, for correction. You know, that's another thing is in this day and time when people have a high attitude and high esteem of themselves, you know, that no one can can correct them on anything. And, and so, but, but that's, that's what he is called here to do. And that, that's a difficult thing to carry out. Also for instructions in righteousness. Why is this so? Why, why does God, why did God, uh, um, inspire the word? Why did he call his men to preach it? Why did he do that? That the man of God may be perfect, that is in his calling. And let me tell you, folks, there uh, there's there's a lot of imperfect preachers out there today. A lot of preachers that don't preach the word of God. They don't preach the truth when they preach it. I tell you one thing I like. Uh, I don't know um, all of it for sure, but but I do know that uh, somebody mentioned the brother Joe Sitters. I think that's the way he pronounces his his name. Brother Joe Sitters, Joseph Sitters, about uh, this was a good way for them to worship by this this eleventh hour uh, Bible conference they're having, where different preachers preaching every night at approximately seven o'clock, and uh, so uh, and Brother Joseph Siders made a statement on Facebook that this is not a time for worship. Worship is only when you're in the Lord's house worshiping. You're not worshiping when you're, when, when you're, when you're just listening to somebody preach on there. I, I, I'm afraid that we're going to have a lot of people who are going to believe that. And they're going to think that's all right because then they don't have to go through the t- task of getting ready. They don't have to go through the task of coming to the Lord's house. They don't have to go through the task of doing these things. And so thereby, they just use that as a time of worship. Well, it's, it's wonderful that we would like, we would love to listen to these preachers as they preach. And I've listened to some of them on there. I haven't, haven't got to listen to all of them, but I've listened to some of them. And, and, and I do know that it is a wonderful thing that we can do that, but that the man of God may be perfect in his calling, thoroughly furnished unto good works. That's what a pastor does. A pastor does. A pastor has to. And I tell you, he's got to carry that on until the Lord finishes with him. Some people might say, well, I've had people tell me, how in the world have you stood it for 53 years? I've even had other pastors tell me, said, I don't see how you've stood it for 53 years and how you how you just keep going. said, I don't understand that. Well, that's what God does. He thoroughly furnishes us under good works. And you, you see, good works goes on as long as, <coughs> as long as God sees fit to let you stay there. All of those, all, all, all of those in Christ's house are the servants of Christ. Every one of them. Every one of you in here tonight, you're servants of Christ. That's what, that's what, that's what we're talking about this verse six now. What we're talking about, this is an exhortation of this verse six here. 
uh, of this of this passage. All of those of Christ's house are the servants of Christ. Well, then we must realize that the servants has a relationship in his master. Every one of us has a relationship in our master. The Bible states that ye are not your own. Now think about this for just a moment. All you out there listening on on the internet, on live streaming, uh, you just remember you're not your own. You don't belong to yourself. You 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 don't you don't belong to yourself. You people says, "Well, I'm responsible for my own self." Well, you don't belong to yourself. Uh, for you're bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Everything, your body that you have belongs to God. Your spirit that God put in you to put bring life unto you, they, it belongs to God. And, and as I said at the funeral the other day, that when the spirit leaves the body, the body's dead. But God put the spirit in the body to make to bring life into it. He 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 blew into the nostrils the, the spirit and 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 to bring life into it. Then he uh, uh, then he um, he he did that and 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 that body that body and that spirit belongs to God. Someday the body is going to the grave if, if before if 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 it die before the rapture. But then if it, die, if it don't die before the rapture, some of you young folks, and I'm going to tell you, you may be closer than you think. You really you really may be closer than you think. I, I don't know how many of you, and I don't know what the validity of this, but there's a fella that wrote a book, and the book is called Don't Burn This Book. Have any of you seen that? It's, it, it's, it's called Don't Burn This Book. And what this book is about, that there was a preacher many, many years ago that made a predict, predicted that, that this great plague was going to come just before the end of time. And, and, and you know, some people want to call it just an outbreak of like the flu. Or about, now, this is a plague. Folks, I want to tell you, when you have to run from something, it's a plague. When you have to run away from it, it's a plague. You know, those Egyptians, uh, uh, when those plagues came up on them, they couldn't tolerate them. They couldn't stand them. You know, when they had the plague of the frogs and and and, and, and plague of the darkness and, and all the plagues that came up on them, they couldn't stand them. They couldn't stand them. And I want to tell you, folks, if if we're not getting to where we almost can't stand this, then we're getting close to it. It's getting to where I, I, uh, I was, I was reading about a brother, Joe Head. Some of you maybe remember, remember brother Joe Head. He pat, he preached here at our first Bible conference we had. And, uh, brother Joe Head put on Facebook this morning that, uh, he had had this bronchitis like your pastors had ever since the first of the year. And he said it's only getting worse. And, and what, what, what caught my attention what caught my attention was, he said, I called a doctor and I was going to go to the doctor and the doctor said I couldn't come. And, and so he said the doctor called him in some prescriptions and gave him some pres- prescriptions and he said that he, uh, he'd been taking them, but he said, I'm no better. He said, I'm no better. He said, I am. He said, I don't have the coronavirus. He said, I've got bronchitis. 
And, and, and so I, I tell you, stuff like that, when I read stuff like that, that just makes me more concerned. It really does. You know, I, I was, me and Rhonda and I were talking the other day. Uh, you know, if we get sick, where do you go to a doctor at? You know, when doctors aren't taking patients, and that, uh, and I'm going to say it this way, uh, and, and I'll, I'll say it, I'm not going to say what I was going to say, but uh, in any, at any rate, uh, uh, that, uh, that, uh, that, uh, that fellow that's under the governor of Texas, did y'all hear what he said? He said some old folks, and I'm telling you, he hit me right in the face. He says some old folks may have to sacrifice their lives so the rest of people can get well. Now, what? what's stupid? Wasn't that stupid? That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. You know, I, I'm not saying that I wouldn't die for any of you because I would. I would put myself in front of anything that I thought was going to hurt any of you. And you, you, y'all seen me do it. You saw me step up and, 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 and put myself out there. But I want to tell you folks, it's stupid to say that some old people, some elderly people may have to, what, what? You'll say, well, brother Paul, uh, I made fun of you when you talked about anti-socialism. Well, let me tell you folks, that's socialism. That's all that is. That is socialism, and I'm going to tell you folks, if it ever hits our country, ever gets to our country, Brother Sam, me and you are going to be euthanized because we're not going to be able to go to the doctor. Now think about that for just a moment. This is what's going on in the world today. Brother Gary, this is what's going on in the world today. You're already sick, so you may have to just give up your life so other people can live. That's stupid for us to for us to even think anything like that. But that was the uh, governor. I don't know what they call him. Uh, that's uh, the person that's under the governor uh, of a state. What did he call him? Lieutenant governor. Lieutenant governor. Ah, there you go. But anyway, uh, it's stupid for somebody, and he's and, and to beat it all. He's like we are, and as far as politics are concerned. Boy, I tell you, when I thought about that, I said, well, now this is just going too far, folks. This thing is just going too far. But the, it has to go the way it's going. It has to go the way it's going. And, and, and certainly, folks, that's something that you, you, you've got to be concerned about. Now, we are redeemed by him, for him, we must glorify God in our body and our spirit. That's, that's what we live for. That's what we do. It's what we live for as it is so clear that we are not the ones who makes a rule for our own life. We don't make a rule for our own life. You say, well, I rule my own life. You don't do it. If you rule your own life, then try not dying. If you rule your own life, try not getting sick. You have no rule for your life. You have to take whatever comes. And, 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 and let, let me tell you folks, we have no rule for our own life. But it is the master of the house who makes the rules for us to follow. 
You know, we, we would not know, we would not know what to do tonight. And I want to tell you, some of you may say, and I'm not, I don't want you to raise your hand, but how many of you prayed before you came to church? I bet you almost all of you did. Prayed before you came to church Sunday and prayed before you came to church tonight. That's all you can do. God, I'm going. I know this thing that's going on and I know there's going to, there's, there are rules and regulations today. But I'm going because I have an opportunity to go. You just can't say, I'm not going. Because you don't rule your own life. I'm like Brother Joseph Siders. He, he said, he said, uh, doesn't, the, doesn't the Bible say, forsake not to assemble yourself together as a matter of some is? So much more as you see the day approaching. If you don't see the day approaching now, then you're sick. You're sick somewhere. You're sick spiritually. Let me tell you, folks, this is a time for people to be in the house of God when they have this opportunity. It's a blessed opportunity. This thing could have gone on for a long time. They're saying it may be another year before they have a, before they have a uh, vaccine for this thing. And another thing is there was a lady... There was a lady, she, she had it, she got well of it, and turned right around two weeks later and had it again. And she got well of that. And they, they interviewed her on TV, and she said, you know what? She said, I'm scared to death. Because she said, I thought I was going to be all right since I got it. But she said, I'm not. She said, I got it again. And let me tell you something else may scare you to death. Did you know animals can get it? Yeah. They sure can. They have tested some cats. And they had it. Now, I don't know about any dogs. I think old Bella, she's too, she's too rowdy to get anything. But they can get it. Animals can get it. <clears throat> the servants, we talk about the servant's motive toward the master. We were talking about the servant's uh, uh, relationship to the master. Now we want to talk about the, the servant's motive toward the master. The judgments of the master are this. And here, listen to this. He says, and if the servant shall plainly say, I love my master, my wife, and my children... I will not go out free. Now, this is what we're talking about, Christy, what I was talking about tonight. You know, exactly what I was talking about. Christy and I were talking before the service. I appreciate Christy coming over, and she sanitized the building this afternoon, and I'm thankful for that. I think we can safely sit in here and know that this building has been sanitized. But I want to tell you, uh, it says there, and you'll say, where is all this said? At This is said in Exodus, the 21st chapter and the 5th verse. He says, and if, if the servant shall plainly say, I love my master, my wife, and my children, I will not go free. He's been given an opportunity to go free, to freelance his religion. He said, I won't do it. He said, he said, I love the Lord. I love my wife. And I love my children and I will not go away from it. I will not go away from, from that. I will not be a freelancer. 
I, I will not freelance my religion. I will stay with the Lord who called me to this duty. How many can say that? I love my Lord. I love my wife and I love my children. And I won't go free even if I'm given that opportunity to do so. I won't go free. I'll stick right in there. You know, what if you were given an opportunity, us old people, Brother Sam, what if we were given an opportunity to be put in some chamber somewhere to where that we can just live on and on? You know, and, and that frees us from the responsibilities we have to the Lord here. That's, that's what he's talking about here. You know, that we're not, we're not, we're not going to be free from those responsibilities. We're going to have to carry on those responsibilities until the day the Lord comes back to get us. This is exactly what's, what some do when they substitute listening to any kind of preaching on the internet for their worship. Then they will never have to be responsible to the house which Christ is the master. Christ is the master. You know, that's the scary part of all of this. You know, I'm, I'm thankful to God. We got a pretty good number here tonight. I'm thankful to God for that. And, uh, and lastly, what about the servant's work? Now we're talking about those of the house of God, of the house of Christ. What about the servant's work? Turn with me to Mark, the 13th chapter, if you would. I want to read something to you there that Jesus said in, in Mark, the, uh, the 13th chapter. And I'm going to begin reading in verse 14 of the 13th chapter. I'm going to be, begin reading in verse 14. And he says in verse 14, but he says, But when ye shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, Standing where, where it, it, it ought not, let him that readeth understand. Then let him that be in, in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him that is on the housetop not go down into the, into the house, neither enter therein to take thy, take anything out of the house. Let him that is in the let him that is in the field not turn back again to take up his garment. But woe to them that are with child and to them that, that give suck in those days. Listen, he says, Jesus said those days are coming. He says those days are coming. He said there's going to be a time in Matthew 24. We don't have to turn there with me, but believe me, it's there. In Matthew 24, he says that he says there'll be rumors of war, and there'll be pestilence, and there'll be all kinds of diseases and everything that's going to take over the world. And he says those who endure to the end shall be saved. You know, this thing can take us under. It can take us under. It sure can. You know, I've, I've, I've seen people, you know, I, uh, I've seen people so depressed that you just pray they don't go all the way over. Well, sometimes you can go too far over. Well, sometimes you go too far over, and sometimes you can go too far with this stuff. You really can. And sometimes you can you can go so far that uh, you, you're not even able to carry on the Lord's work anymore. 
And I pray to God, I've always prayed to God that God will let me be able to do it as long as He wants me to do it. Christ did not lay upon every servant the same work in His house. Remember this, a vessel made meet for the Master's use will be put by the Master to the highest possible use. You know, if you've been made fit for the Master's use, He's going to use you. He's going to use you. He's going to use you if you sing. He's going to use you if you testify. He's going to use you if you do, if you're fit for the master's use. You know, a lot of people are unfit for the master's use. The master won't use them because they're unfit for it. They've done, they've done gotten so far in backsliding that they can't look back and, and see when a time when they wish they would gotten back to because it's too late then. Because you're not fit for the master's use. But if you're fit for the master's use, he's going to use you in, in, in the highest possible way he can. We should never say, we should never say, and I'm, I'm about to finish up here. We should never say, what can I do? What can I do? But we should say, what will thou have me to do? Lord, what will thou have me to do today? I'm going to the Lord's house today. I'm going to the house, and I'm going to meet the master of the house. Lord, what would you have me to do today? Well, I, I, t- I mentioned this Sunday, uh, we got a man, Brother Randy Callahan, who, who just had a liver transplant. He's doing great. And he has chosen, he has chosen Landmark Baptist Church to give his first testimony of how the Lord had carried him through. And he wanted to know if I would let him do that. And I said, certainly I'll let you do that. So I don't know when he's going to come and do it, but, but he, he's going to be here to do it probably one Sunday. So let me tell you folks, uh, what, what will, what will you have me to do today, Lord? Not what, what can I do? Cause you can do about anything. With the Lord, everything's possible. But what would you have me do, Lord? But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house we are, if we hold fast the confidence and rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Hebrews 3 and verse 6, our text. And I want to end with this. May God put back in each of us that which this terrible plague has taken out of us. May God put it back. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer and be dismissed.